with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot cope with it. Can't do it. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. Now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Maligno, and it's week 12 of the NFL fantasy football season. I'm, of course, joined by Adam Windy City Cahill. What up, Adam? What's going on, Neil? Not much, man. We're, we're down a man. No Josh. And it's funny because it's not because of ice storms or a new Manscaped shipment that he got. He has some uh, business to attend to, man. So, yeah, I mean, now it's a move, I, you know, jo- Josh is becoming a guest host. I, I think he, he's getting demoted from co-host. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course. We love you, Josh. Ho- hopefully you get back soon. But uh, but yeah, we're rolling just two of us back to old school pod this week. Yeah. When I, when I say he has business to attend to, it sounds like I'm saying like he has like a body to get rid of or something. But I'm pretty sure whatever it is, it's legal. But just he's not here. We're not going to go into any, any further depth than that because he'll come on the show next week and dispute why he wasn't here and that we were lying and everything else. So it's that's whatever, man. That's whatever. It's whatever. We, sometimes I only want to mention that Josh isn't here. You know, at this at, point. At this point, I'm just surprised that you're saying he's going to be back next week. This like, don't true. get people's hopes up. We don't know. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Other than that, man, you doing good? Yeah, man. All's well. Uh, I just. Uh, you know, e- e- even though it's COVID times, I have a, like a small group of friends who are still uh, seeing each other. So uh, I had a fun weekend because it was one of my friend's birthdays. So, uh, yeah, all's well. It was a good weekend. I took some extra days off work. So it's nice to get a little vacation. I'm feeling refreshed and uh, yeah, ready to get to it. That's nice. I'm a little under the weather, man. I'm a little sick. Got to admit it. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's just uh, you guys just keep some positive vibes out there for me just gonna need it you know just gonna need it adam as far as as far as the get together thing that you just mentioned is funny because like now when you get with people you think like it's just like something bad that i'm doing you know like ooh, not supposed to be in groups of five it's it's tough it's also interesting you know who's who's willing to still you know have get togethers who's not you know what what do they feel like what are the rules do you have to be outside you know there's all whole like slew of um you know, social norms that you kind of have to navigate through. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. These next few, these next couple of months, these next few months, we're going to be in. We thought 2020 was weird, but it's going to continue to, you know, be strange. So I don't it's know. the new normal, Neil. It is. It is. We'll see how we'll see how it plays out. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's really quick send love to all the Clock Dodgers listening right now. Y'all really are the goat, or is it the goats? Nah, that doesn't sound right. Is it goats or goat when you talk plural? No, it wouldn't be the greatest of all times. Yeah, it doesn't sound right when you say it like that, but it still sounds like y'all are the goats. Yeah, I guess goat. They're the goat. The listeners are the goat, man. I don't know how else to say it. It sounds right. If you say if you if you actually say it out loud, greatest of all times, yeah, that sounds weird. So you guys are the goat. You guys are the goat. Let's go over to victory laps. I'll start. I'll start the victory lap because it's all about Derek Carr, baby. Derek Carr. Adam. Adam, listen. Adam, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. No, no, no. I was really, really, really hoping you'd do this. Please go ahead. Don't laugh. There's not a better time than now for you to give Derek no, a pat on the back. There's not. There's not a better time than now. Go ahead. No, listen. Listen. You I know. Been, I'm ready. You, you've been shitting all over Derek Carr for the last three no, years. No, I like Derek Carr. I've always just said one thing about Derek Carr. Go ahead. <laughs> Derek Carr 
was a top 10 quarterback this week. I know. That's so cool, man. Congratulations. Oh, man. It must be great to be like, oh, QB8. Look at that. That's, that's impressive, man. I didn't know the little guy had it in him. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people keep away from that game very impressed, Adam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand why. He, he went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, you know, basically had the same fantasy production. I mean, for all intents and purposes, as much as I like to play around here, Derek Carr's looking good, you know? But, uh, I mean, I'll let you take your, your other victory laps. But uh, there, there was this quarterback who, who outproduced Derek Carr this week and was also in, you know, a primetime game. And it was kind of a big deal. I, I, I don't know. You go, go, go ahead. What, what else did you have? Nah, let me, let me, yeah, let me finish my lap, man. You're, you're not even letting me finish it. Derek Carr. Top 10 quarterback this past week against Patrick Mahomes. They went up face head to head, man. And it looked good, man. It looked good. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, throw that interception at the end against him. I'm not going to count it. And, and along the same line, Nelson Aguilar had himself another good week with Derek Carr, which people, <laughs> we, listen, I'm taking is, these laps. All right. Uh, you, you deserve Nelson Aguilar, but I will say, even you. It, it was, is there any player that's been more shocking this year? as far as the fantasy performance than Nelson Aguilar becoming fantasy relevant again. I mean, it's uh, it, you love to see it, but it, it is definitely unexpected, especially since it's not like slot volume stuff. It, it's like big play down the field receiver. It, it's so crazy. Yeah. And funny enough, he actually did still drop some passes too in that game. You could have, of course he did. <laughs> That's his <laughs> reputation. <laughs> so he could have more, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's the funny thing about Derek Carr, too, is that game was good, and he could have even been better if, like, four or five passes weren't dropped on the game, you know, that were fine to him. So, um, yeah, overall, I'm just proud of those two guys, even with the loss, even when it's taking the L. You know, I had to, you know, brag about them. And, you know, besides them, I'm not even going to go into about, you know, the Antonio Gibsons, the Mike Davises, blah, blah, blah. All these guys I've been ranting and raving about every single week. Um, I'll just stay with Derek Carr and Aguilar. It makes me feel good enough, and it's enough laps for me, man. Uh, go ahead and take your laps. Man, just saying right, you know, in in the wheelhouse, you know, only Raiders players. I like it, Neil. Yeah, um, well, I had to give you your moment in the sun, um, but it is now time for it to be eclipsed. Because it was Jerry Goff week, dude. Mm-mm. Did you see it? It was great, no wasn't way. it? No Prime way. time against possibly the greatest quarterback in NFL history. And who looked better? Who looked better last night? Huh? Yeah, that's right. Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff looked better than the GOAT himself. I mean, you were talking about GOATs earlier. This is a GOAT situation right here, right? It's a GOAT. It's a GOAT. <laughs> the GOAT? Yeah, I know. That, I mean, that's going to have to be his new nickname. Everybody was calling him Goof, but uh, no. Uh, I don't think that's the right one. But yeah, I mean, that was uh, that, that was a fantastic cherry on top to uh, what was a pretty good fantasy week for me overall. You know, there there were some other hits. In fact, I kind of want to give you a little bit of credit because even though you drafted Antonio Gibson way earlier than you ever would have had to in any fantasy league, he is showing up week after week. And once again, had another top 10 performance last week. And I I mean, that was one guy who I own a ton in fantasy leagues. So every time he goes off, I'm reminded of you over drafting him. But at the same time, you know, I'm happy for both of us for being in on him all year. And, and you know him being one of our main targets and, and being a guy who's really outperformed all expectations so that's been huge um 
Outside of that, it was another fantastic week for me at wide receiver. Adam Thielen was the you know wide receiver two on the week. Uh, Cooper Cup was wide receiver six on the week in uh, in PPR. Tyler Lockett had another top ten week. So all those were just fantastic fantasy performances for me. Yeah, it's funny because with golf, I wasn't happy because Josh Reynolds didn't do anything. You know, it was more of a Robert Woods, Cooper Cup kind of show. Um, so, yeah, I, I let you take that lap, but it does suck that Reynolds didn't do anything. But the other the other thing with Antonio Gibson really quick, as we backtrack really quick to that, is that it sucks that no matter how right I was on him, I still can't justify when I picked him, right? Like, you're still going to be like, you still could let him fall. You still could have yeah. got him later. It doesn't matter if you were right because you well, still took him. Well, the reality is, though, you never actually know that because every right. draft is unique. And just because if you – you were willing to take him in the fifth. That means there is the possibility there's someone out there who is willing to take him in the sixth. My only point was that in, you know, best ball drafts that I was doing, the weeks prior to the draft, you could get him in like the teen rounds. Now, every draft is different. You you know, you might have been able to get him in the tenth in that draft, but who knows? You might have had to take him in the fifth. You don't know that. You should be happy with his production. But uh, uh, looking back at like my DraftKings best ball teams where almost every single team I have him on, I drafted in the 15th round or later. It's it's crazy. I mean, I drafted 20 teams, and 10 of them right now are in the top three in their league. It, they're just smashing because there's a lot of late-round running back picks like him and James Robinson that have just, you know, skyrocketed, and, and that's been just gigantic. But, yeah, I mean, Gibson, he's playing fantastic and as far as the future looks. It's bright as can be yeah yeah exciting for sure all right let's move over to some injuries we have some we have some pretty you know big injuries to discuss really quick to knock out you have adam thielen covid test one positive one negative we don't know exactly what's going to happen here yeah these things are just uh these covid tests have been just messing this whole year up man um i guess th- i mean this is a big deal obviously for adam thielen owner you know the guys who are going to start him this week but also justin jefferson you know, we don't mm-hmm. know how it's going to affect him, whether it's going to be a, a super negative effect or a positive effect. We'll see. Um, yeah, How do you feel about this one, man? you think he's going to get through this and play? Yeah, I mean, you know, Adam Thielen's one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. I mean, this past week he, he balled out and just kind of showed the world why he's as good as I keep cl- <laughs> I keep claiming he is. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I hope he plays, obviously. I hope that, you know, he doesn't have COVID and it was a false positive. But, We'll we'll see what the results are. If he ends up being out, I mean, Justin Jefferson's got to be a lock in your lineup yeah. every week as it is, but it just makes that even more secure. I mean, that offense is the definition of a funnel offense. They only have three options, so if you lose one of those three and you're down to two, it basically you know becomes a huge, huge target share. Um, so I'll be interested to see if anyone else steps up there, but I doubt it there's not really anybody who i'd get excited about but it'd be great for justin jefferson yeah i'm curious i mean i i haven't looked enough into the actual test the players take. are they taking the rapid test right i don't i don't know the specifics i don't think so but i really don't know for sure yeah because i know like even even my kids in their school like they're like we're not accepting rapid test results anymore it's like we're not even we're not even taking those like if your kid was told not to come back to school and he has to take pass a test it has to be one of the tests that take a few days to get the results so yeah man those things are uh Oh, they're hectic for everybody. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Teddy Bridgewater, both still dealing with injuries. Bridgewater expected to practice, um, but uh, this—this, this, I mean, it's funny because like it feels like sometimes and I know it's ridiculous to say, but it almost feels like this offense doesn't miss these guys in a way. Like 
they, they continue to produce. Like no one's. It, it's weird. They, I mean, they have been. I mean, yeah. that's that's such a credit to Joe Brady. It's such a credit to that offense and how it's designed, man. That that is so huge. I mean, it was one thing when we were seeing it function with Mike Davis instead of Christian McCaffrey. But then to lose Teddy Bridgewater, and then here comes PJ Walker straight off the XFL, and goes in and looks pretty similar to Teddy. I mean, obviously <laughs> not as fantasy, you know, productive, but really held the offense together. They were moving the ball downfield pretty dang efficiently. So it, it's interesting. It really goes to show that that scheme is, is really well designed, that they're a well-coached team. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and then we got Kenny Galladay expected to miss Thanksgiving game. Obviously, these games are going to be weird. There's a lot. There's a couple more. There's more games this Thursday than any other Thursday. But Galladay expected to miss it. I feel like Galladay never plays, man. I just feel like we never see Kenny Galladay. <laughs> yeah, this has been a rough year for him. I it mean, is. after leading the NFL in touchdowns last year, he's just been hammered by injuries all season. But uh, while he's out, Marvin Jones has been a great option. You know, gets a great target boost. So uh, in his absence, you know, that Jones is is probably a guy you want to look to start. Yep. All right, so Jones is good. Um, next one, DeAndre Swift, concussion, limited practice Tuesday, status uncertain. We, we have to keep saying a lot of these guys' status is uncertain because obviously we're recording this on a Tuesday night. Um, we don't we don't have the latest up to date stuff on these guys yet. Um, but again, this is another you know another crappy. The, everyone that we're mentioning obviously is important to most people's teams. This is another one of those where. Uh, this guy, whether healthy or injured, sometimes it doesn't seem to matter with the way this team is playing them. And we and we keep talking about it, you know, every single week. We mentioned whether they did this guy dirty, whether they did him right. And now here he is with injuries, just giving them more of an excuse to, to for some reason, feed, you know, Adrian Peterson or someone like that. Uh, do you think he's going to get past the concussion before the game? I, I'd be Those concerned about it with it being a Thursday morning game like this, but... That being said, if he does, I mean, he becomes a must-start guy. He's just been performing at such a high level. Yeah. Next one, more of a certain stuff here now. Greg Olson, foot, four to six weeks. Oh, man, do you think his season's over? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a chance that he could come back to the playoffs. Seahawks are obviously going to be in the playoffs. But for me, like, this is more just – it opens up opportunity for Will Disley, which makes me super excited Mm because he's somebody who – I've been pretty high on, you know, we've seen flashes from him, and I, I think that if he's given the opportunity, we can see those flashes again. Um, Jacob Hollister, though, he, he also has shown flashes at times. So I think that, you know, both guys become like deep desperation plays, but, it, you know, it, uh, it'll it have some spike weeks from, yeah. from either guy. Yeah, and as we've mentioned with tight ends, you know, you never know who's in the, pop into the top 10 on a weekly basis. So um, those two we know are capable of it for sure. Uh, Juju foot limited practice expected to play on Thanksgiving. So the, the, uh, Steelers should have their trifecta of wide receivers good, ready to go. But are you concerned at all being as a Thursday night game? You concerned Adam with starting him? I mean, you gotta be a little concerned just with the usage. Uh, from yeah. What has happened with Chase Claypool over the last four weeks? I mean, it, it feels like Juju is being reduced to the third option on that offense. And, while it's a phenomenal offense and as a third option, Juju can still have some big spike weeks, you know, with him being limited in any capacity on a short week. I think even if he plays, you've got to be kind of nervous about what his production is going to look like. Now, granted, 
the Ravens are in a situation right now where they have, you know, I think five different positive tests for COVID right now. So we don't even know if this game's going to happen. If it does happen, the Ravens could be without multiple players. So if it ends up being a situation where it's just going to be a huge Pittsburgh blowout, they might just rest Juju anyway. So, you know, I don't know. I, I feel nervous about playing him this week. Yeah, he also has a tough, tough matchup too. So tough matchup, tweaked injury. Claypool doing what he's doing, Deontay Johnson doing what he's doing. It's just it's getting kind of crazy over there. And the thing with Claypool is it's not even necessarily targets and stuff. It's just that dude scores touchdowns, man. That dude is undeniable in the freaking red zone. Like that dude is just nasty. So um that you know, he has that skill that, you know, maybe Juju lacks, and that's what makes him feel like a safer play at this point. Um and the last guy on our list here that's worth mentioning that we have, John Brown, ankle. He missed practice Tuesday. His status is also uncertain as of this recording. Um, if he doesn't play, I feel like there's big implications here with guys like Cole Beasley. Uh, what? Cole? <laughs> yeah, bud. I know. It, it really is. It, it's fantastic for Cole Beasley. I mean, during the times when John Brown has been out this year, Beasley's been fantastic. And, you know, Beasley's had a top 24 PPR wide receiver so far this season. They were on by this past week. So I, uh, I think if, if John Brown's out, it's, it's all systems go for starting bees. And what's so funny is Cole Beasley, I had him in the clock Dodgers dynasty league and I couldn't train him for nothing. Cause at one point I had him and I think it was John Brown or somebody. I had two of the same team wide receivers. I was trying to move one or the other and nobody wanted Cole Beasley. I finally didn't know, buddy. Him. You just didn't make offers to the right person. Yeah, I'm yeah. like the Cole Beasley fan club. I didn't. I don't know if I saw a single offer. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not active enough in Dynasty to hunt down the players I like a lot. That's uh, your that's your fault, man. It's your fault. I know it's too much effort. It is. <laughs> All right, let's jump over to trust issues. Get the injuries knocked out nice and early. Trust issues. We have some fun ones here, man. Some fun, some fun situations. Some fun players. I'm excited about trust issues today. The first one we're starting with is Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, both tested positive for COVID. Gus Edwards is a must-start if the Ravens still play on Thanksgiving as long as they're not, you know, riddled with COVID cases. Um, trust or trust issues on that, Adam? Yeah, I, I feel like you got to trust it. I mean, J.K. Dobbins had a huge performance last week. I think from what we're seeing from that offense right now, you know, we know they're going to run the ball. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really matter um, who is in that backfield. They're going to run the ball, and with Lamar, they're going to be effective running the ball. And since, you know, they started the year a little rocky, I feel like they're gaining their footing week after week as far as how is that offense going to operate. And um, it seemed like J.K. Dobbins was really coming out as the focal point. So with him missing a week, I feel like Gus Edwards is, you know, in a prime spot to get a lot of work. For sure, and it's not an easy matchup. We can't forget that. They're playing the Steelers, um, so it's not an easy matchup. However, like you said, it's very clear they like to run the ball. It's very clear that they're good at running the ball. And Gus Edwards isn't your typical backup, 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 third string running back <laughs> that you expect. Like He literally is pretty damn good at football, and like we've watched him do good, even splitting the work with other guys. So, um, yeah, I totally trust Gus Edwards as the uh, starting running back of the Ravens. Uh, and, and how that plays. I know a lot of people want to say Justice Hill, like this is his chance and stuff, but you can go ahead and bank on that one. I'm not doing it. Uh, so I'll stick with Gus Edwards over those two if that's a question that you have, because I know some people do have that question right now. Um, so I will not be the one playing with Justice Hill and, and hoping that plays out okay in my in my favor. Uh, next one, 
after making us look dumb last week, Taysom Hill is a must-start at quarterback. Adam, trust or trust issues? You got to trust it. Souped up, you know, Tebow is uh, <laughs> it's an impressive thing, man. You know, when uh, I just – it was hard to believe just even watching it happen last week, but he can throw the ball to you, you know. It's uh, it's something we didn't know until we were going to see it, and uh, we saw it. And he definitely is way more in, like, that Tebow field, you know, maybe Lamar Jackson-esque at, like, a really early stage. But I don't – I still don't think the long-term prospect of Taysom Hill works out in the league. But who knows, man? I mean, from what we're seeing from this guy, it's just – as far as fantasy goes right now, if you can start him at tight end on some stupid fantasy site that would allow you to do stuff, then uh, you you should be starting him every week. He's the most powerful player in fantasy almost <laughs> with uh, with that designation. Um, but uh, even at quarterback, I feel like there's probably six guys that I would uh, start ahead of him each week, maybe seven. But uh, yeah, we're, we're getting pretty close there. And uh, I mean, he he's going to be one of those guys that wins people fantasy leagues if if uh, if Breeze is out the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, man. Like I, I for some reason, I was you know apprehensive about this. Um, for those who did start him in the loophole in ESPN, they they changed that so you can't start him at tight end in ESPN um, anymore. But there are there are sites that are still doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I've been like holding off on like getting excited or believing in this dude. Um, I still don't want to get like too, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go full throttle on this. Uh, if you're talking from a dynasty perspective, I don't want to hear it at all. Cause he's already 30, man. Like, I mean, what are we talking about here? Like how much longer is this guy even going to play? And, and that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, skill set, it's just a weird skill set. So, um, from a dynasty perspective, I don't want no part of it. If you can trade him in dynasty for sure, I'd be all for it. Um, but yeah, I mean the next couple of weeks, I mean, he plays with the Broncos this week, I think coming up. Um, yeah. so, so yeah, yeah I mean, it should be a pretty easy matchup you would think for him. So. Um, yeah, I see him doing well again this week. And, you know, he has some really easy matchups. He has Atlanta, Philly, like, you know, he has an opportunity to score a lot of points right now. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, he could be the guy that wins you some weeks. The next few weeks get you into the playoffs or wins in the playoffs for you. Um, he'll be fun to watch. But for me, it's like I'm, I'm still – I don't want to be that guy that's like, yeah, all in, Taysom Hill. Like, I feel like this dude could go out and do terrible one game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to – I don't want to get nobody too crazy amped up about this. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know what his floor is. Like, I just don't. I really don't. Like, as a quarterback, I don't know. You know, what if someone? What if he doesn't score a rushing touchdown? Or you know, like, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to get crazy the, about it. The that problem sense? is, rushing quarterbacks inherently have higher floors. Yeah. So the question was going to be, does he have a ceiling? And he was the QB three last week. So. I think we know what Taysom Hill is at this point. He's someone who's a high-floor quarterback that has a ceiling. How often is he going to produce at that ceiling? It's to be determined. But as far as fantasy goes, man, that that's exactly what you want. Yeah. We'll see. I, I don't have him in any leagues. I'm not going to play him in any leagues. But, you know, for those who do, I hope he continues, you know, to play out well. But, uh, yeah, you got to trust him at this point just after what he did last week and hope that it continues. Um, after having a top four performance on his return, Dallas Goddard is a must start tight end. Trust or trust issues, Adam? Gotta trust it. Tight end is so gross right now that it's nice to have somebody back who's actually consistent. And I mean, just from how Philly operates, they love these tight ends. And 
Goddard was doing fantastic before he was injured, comes back, and it's doing fantastic right away. So, yeah, for me, he's a must-start guy moving forward. Yeah, they had two, I want to say two in the top 10 or top 12 maybe last week with Richard Rodgers also scoring a touchdown. Yep, Uh, most definitely. Yeah, so they just continue to roll there, even though their fans are very frustrated with their quarterback, and we'll we'll talk about about him a little longer later here. Um, I trust trust Dallas as well. Um, Dallas Goddard, that is. Uh, the last trust issue that we have here, the Pittsburgh Steelers will lose their first game before the Jets win their first game. Trust or trust issues, Adam? Man, I got trust issues. I mean, it it seems like it should be easier for the 10-0 team to lose a game than for the 0-10 team to win one. But, man, I, the Jets do not have an easy schedule the rest of the year. They really don't. I mean, they play the Dolphins this week, who have been doing fantastic. They play the Raiders next week, who, you know, you'd agree with me. That's it, not going to be an easy matchup. No. It's just not. I mean, and then after that, the last three weeks of the season, I mean, they're, they they got to face the Seahawks. And then, uh, oh, man, I just had Rams. it in front of me. Sorry. Yeah, and then the Rams and then the Patriots. It's like. They're set up to go 0-16, man. It, it's not looking good. So, uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think that the Steelers are going to lose first. <laughs> Do they have the um, – oh, no, I think they played already. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it, man. They're gonna, It's going to be a tough one, man. It is a uh, – man, it's, it's always hard to believe that someone's going to go winless like that. But I don't know. I mean, we, we've seen this before, and, you know, somehow it plays out where they don't lose. But – uh, yeah, I, I hope it's not the Raiders. <laughs> Please don't do that to me. Uh, if the Raiders lose to the Jets, I'll probably cry. I will probably cry. You will find me <laughs> crying on a corner somewhere. Uh, so that would be terrible. <laughs> All right, let's jump over to can he do that again? Can he do that again? Let's, we, have some, we have some good ones here. We have some good ones. Kenyon Drake found his way back into the top 10 at running back in PPR scoring in week 11, Adam. Can he do that again? Yeah, I'm going to say you can do it again. Uh, I mean, it's going to take the right sort of game script because he, he definitely is going to have to score touchdowns. They do use Chase Edmonds a ton still. Um, so I think because he's going to have split touches always, he's going to have to have touches or um, touchdowns. But uh, with that in mind, I think in, in these sort of game scripts, he's still going to be able to have that potential. Um, kind of like, uh, you know, poor man's Nick Chubb, if you will. That makes sense. Kenyon Drake, man, we need you to redeem yourself, man. This is it. This is your chance. This is your chance to make everything that you did wrong right. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, I hope he does, man, because I do have some leagues where I fell pretty hard behind, I think, because of him as one of the main reasons. And so now I got to try to get him back into my lineup and hope that he doesn't, you know, burn me again. But like you said, man, I trust him. I've always trusted Kenyon Drake. Um, let's hope this was a little blip and that uh, we're back into his ways of getting a lot of workload and being productive with it. We'll see. Next one, Robbie Anderson has gone 10 straight weeks without catching a touchdown. Can you do that again in week 12, Adam? <laughs> I, I, you got to trust it. I mean, <laughs> he's got a pattern going. You know, it, it's hard to predict touchdowns as it is. I'm not going to predict the guy who hasn't scored one in 10 weeks playing with the potentially a backup quarterback again. So, yeah, I, uh, I think he keeps going scoreless. And, you know, and funny Josh isn't here because I would like to say DJ Moore is slowly creeping up on Robbie Anderson and really just potentially reclaiming the, uh, you know, the pivotal spot in that uh, in that Panthers passing game. 
Yeah, I mean him, Curtis Samuel look good. Been yeah, know, having some big weeks. Robbie I Anderson, mean, you know, it shocked me that he hasn't had a touchdown because we we rave about him every week on here and talk about how you know he's out playing DJ Moore and all this stuff. And the fact that he's you know sitting within the top fifteen still and he hasn't had a touchdown since week one to me is kind of crazy. Yeah, what's even crazier is him and Robbie Anderson are separated in, by less than a point in PPR right now, uh, and as the wide receiver thirteen and fourteen respectively. So. Yeah, I mean, the, those guys, that offense, man, it, it, it is something. I'm, I'm really, I, you know, I, I, I'm willing to admit I was totally wrong, and I was totally wrong on that offense. It, is, it has been every bit as advertised. Yeah, and, and props to them for, like, bringing guys onto the team that seemed like under-the-radar moves, but that they had worked with in the past. You know what I mean? Like, Walker, they had worked with him. Anderson, they worked with him. Like, you know, props to them for, like, actually making that matter, like, you know, the fact that these guys were familiar with the system, they were familiar with the players and what they can do. Like it mattered. It worked. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, props to that, to, you know, to that fact. And it'd be interesting to see how long these guys remain coaches with the Panthers. I mean, seeing them come into the league and just make this kind of success. It's who knows, man, they may have other opportunities. We'll see. Um, Jared Goff and Derek Carr both finished inside the top 10 in quarterback scoring last week, Adam. Can they do it again? They, <laughs> no, no, they, they, you know what? I'm going to say, no, they cannot. And here's why. I think Derek Carr actually probably has the better chance this week. Wow. The Rams have a tough divisional matchup. They're going up against the 49ers. Um, and I think that the Falcons are just one of these teams this year that are letting up a bunch of big quarterback performances um, you know, Taysom tore him up last week. So I, I don't see why not for Derek Carr. I actually I actually like him a lot in that matchup. And uh, I think uh, even though Golf had the uh, the awesome performance last week, if I had to decide between the two of them, it, it'd be it'd be tough. Um, but I might go Carr based on the matchup. Man, it's nice to hear you coming around on these things. You know, the Panthers. Yeah, I'm fans. logical. Derek Carr. It's nice, man. Antonio Gibson being worth a fifth round. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Travis Kelsey said that this is the best Raiders team that he's ever played against. So That's big. if Travis Kelsey can be humble enough to admit that, I can as well. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, It's the best Raiders team that has existed in the time that you and I have been podcasting. That's for sure. That is a fact. And Hats off to John Gruden, man, because I really didn't see the You, think you shit all over John Gruden. Yeah, I mean, it, really, I started coming around last year, though, honestly, just with the way in which that he was play calling on offense. I mean, it's it's one of those things, but he he's not ex- – I don't even want to say that he's not exciting, but, like, schematically, he seems um, not as, like – new age college style what you're seeing from a lot of teams in the league that get you excited with these young quarterbacks you know they're not that um but what they're able to do in just being successful at picking apart their defense that they're playing against is uh is really a testament to to real good coaching and and honestly just good play calling as well so yeah i mean hats off to them it's going to be interesting to see because uh they're probably going to get in the playoffs this year yeah, it'll be fun. I, I, this is the one year I didn't make a bet with you, did I? No. Uh, no, you didn't. What kind no. of luck is this? No, l- last two years we have had a uh, over-under win bet, um, but nothing nothing this year um, because, uh, yeah, 
I, I honestly think I gave you the opportunity to take it, even though I knew it wasn't a good idea this season. I was burned the last two seasons, and I thought, hey, probably not a smart move to do it again. And I did it. Didn't do it. And uh, I would have been smart to do it this year. So it's the way it works sometimes, man. It's the way it works. And uh, next year, you won't even do it with me. So just that's how it's going to play out. Because you're going to be like, oh, no, that team is actually good enough to be 8-8 eight eight this year. So I'm not going to make the bet. Yeah, some would say I'm a smart better. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Last one I have here for Kenny Dead again, and it's Keenan Allen had 19 targets twice this season, <laughs> one being last week. Can he do that again this season? I'm going to say no, but, I mean, go ahead and prove me wrong, Justin Herbert, man. What this kid is doing in the league is just crazy. And what it's doing for Keenan Allen, I mean, it's just proving what we knew about Keenan Allen. It's so freaking upsetting because I wasn't off Keenan Allen this year because of Keenan Allen. I was off Keenan Allen because I thought that offense was going to be terrible. Little did I know that Justin Herbert was like the second coming of Patrick Mahomes or some shit. So it's been fascinating watching how that offense has performed with Herbert there. Um, but yeah, Keenan Allen, I mean, right now he's, he's the wide receiver three in PPR leagues and basically came out of nowhere after a slow start to the year. So he's been phenomenal over the last few weeks. And while I don't think he's going to get 19 targets again, cause it's just a statistical anomaly, you know, he'll probably get 15. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a couple times. Yeah. It's crazy that he's done it twice this year. What's, what's also, you know, you know, we just mentioned the Raiders and how they're doing better and, you know, Derek Carr looked, you know, pretty good. It sucks that we are in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Yeah, you are so screwed. Do you understand as a fan how demoralizing it is to wake up every day and think about the fact that, you know, you got to compete with these two for the next 10, 20 years, whatever it is. Like, man, dude, I I was talking to um, someone on Twitter about it. Who was it? Um, Ah, he just mentioned it to me because after the game, I was like, you know, this sucks that. You know, you gotta, we got to face these guys for the next – oh, it was Eddie, a guy named Eddie, uh, at Eddie C 23 He said, bro, in this scenario, the Chiefs are the Patriots, and we all got to take turns being the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills of the 2000s because he's a Broncos fan. And I was like, man, this is just terrible that, you know, we got to deal with these guys yeah, for the next no. you know, 20 Ra- years. Raiders, <laughs> Raiders and Broncos are not going to have a fun time. Yeah. I mean, at least they've expanded the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely going to make it difficult. But – uh but yeah, I mean this this is a year though. This is a year for the Raiders, so you should uh, you should be happy. You should be cheering them on down the stretch here. They have a pretty easy end of season schedule. So right now, if the season ended today, I think that they're either the sixth seed or the, or I'm sorry, they're either the seventh seed or just out at eight. Um, from what I'm looking at, I don't know what the tiebreakers are or anything. But uh, but yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how the AFC plays out because. Uh, the NFC, I mean, outside of the NFC East being a massive crapshoot mess, is pretty pretty locked in. Otherwise, um, so the AFC is definitely going to be the you know the conference to watch. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned too, but before the season started, you were like the Raiders have a tough you know first six games, whatever it is. But once they make it out of that. If they could do it with a halfway decent record, like you never know what could, how it could play out, you know. So, yeah, and then they went on and beat the Chiefs. So <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they found their way to, to win some of those games and. From there on out, it was basically smooth sailing. So yeah, they did everything they need to be in great position to uh, to make a, a playoff run, and you know, be interesting to see what they can do. I mean, I'm I don't know about you, but for some reason, just expanding the playoffs by one game 
makes me so much more excited. Like, yeah. I'm always excited for the playoffs, but just, like, the idea of having, like, back-to-back weeks of a six-game, six-game slate, like, for DFS purposes, for sports betting purposes, like, ah, oh, gets me so excited. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And every fan should be the same way. All right, um, so Keenan Allen is the shit. That's what we were, that's where we were at before. But um, let's jump over to not-so-obvious lock of the week. Adam, you know, when we talk about last week, I won because I got to pick before you, and I took Mike Williams. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and because of that, you get to do it again. Yeah. And Josh right. isn't here either. So yeah, I'm not going to take your sure. guy this week. I'm not going to take your guy this week. But I did beat out Kalen Balazs, who is a bum. And uh, I also beat out Hamler, who I like, but just didn't do anything. And, uh, you know, we threw two weeks away, I believe, of this when we declared nobody the winner for low scores. So it's me with four wins, Josh with three, I believe, and you with two. That would be correct based on my analysis as well. Yeah, I'm not good at math, but I'm pretty sure that means I'm in the lead. And, uh, Man, if I stack up a couple more of these, it looks like you guys might be crowning me the the king of uh, not so obvious locks of the week this year. Yeah, and I mean, as long as it's not Josh with his fake not so obviousness, I'm I'm gonna be okay with it. But uh, I feel like I gotta get back on track or figure something out because this is just it's it's been a bad showing, man. I just I can't figure this out. I don't know why, but I'm just not good at uh at this random you know figuring out who. <laughs> On your bench, you should get in that lineup. Uh, man, start shit decisions. They're not for my best ball skill set. Yeah, they're uh, not. I mean, you're doing well in best ball. You're doing good in some other leagues. So it's not, it's not, this isn't, see, this This game is not a, a fantasy football, you know, aptitude test here. This is something different, man. It's a whole different, you know, I, I wonder if there's a way we can get listeners involved next year in this. I'm going to have to think about that during the offseason. If there's a way that we can put a list together, um, some kind of premiere thing where we can get people to play and have a prize at the end too. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna brainstorm on that during the offseason because I feel like we we can stretch this thing out, man. Beyond me, you and, and Josh. Um, so I'm gonna think about that. But for this week, I am in the lead. I am gonna go first. I'm gonna take a player you weren't gonna take. You let me know uh, if this is all all gravy and and, and whatnot. Uh, we'll get Josh's later. Um, him not being on the show was a last minute adjustment to the lineup. So. We weren't prepared to have Josh's player ready, so I will have it before I put it on Twitter. Um, but my my player this week is going to be um, Ahmed. Is that fair? You gotta be fucking kidding me, Neil. Is that who you had? You gotta be kidding me. Wow, dude. two weeks in a row. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to do it. I mean, like the Jets' defense isn't bad. The run defense, like, so I thought you know, Adam, Adam, Adam usually the Jets plays back to back weeks. Ah, man. I love it, though. I love it. That's so funny. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Well, you're saying you haven't been winning a lot, but maybe last week was just pick somebody else in the same team. So uh, maybe I'll do the same thing this week. What's funny is is you said that you haven't had a lot of luck this year on this game. And maybe it's just because you're not going first. Like, I'm taking all your players. And if you just (laughs) pick them, you'd win. So um, that's true. It could just be luck of the draw here. So yeah, I'm gonna go with him. I, I I like I like how he's been performing. I know he got a little banged up last week, but I like how he's been playing. I honestly think it's gonna be hard for Gaskins to get back in there as a starter when he returns, man, because this guy has looked good. He he is running hard. He, he he's playing well. They seem to believe in him and have faith in him. So yeah, I I know the matchup isn't like perfect as far as the just run defense. It's not like they're like absolutely atrocious. And I I know we like to go that way when it comes to 
you know, picking these upsets of the week, guys. But um, I do feel like it's a it's a good, you know, it's not terrible. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Alchemy. I'm happy for the guy. I like how he's been playing, and so that's my guy that I'm gonna be rooting for this week as my not so obvious lock of the week. Adam, have you made up a guy yet? Yeah, of course. Back to back weeks, you snipe me. Back to back <laughs> weeks, I don't have a backup because I'm like so positive that there's no way that you're gonna pick this person. But uh, yeah, man. All right, so you can always go Rex, Matt Breida with Rex Burkhead <laughs> being out. I think that there's going to be an increase in touches in the New England backfield. My big question is, does that increase in touches benefit more James White or benefit more Damian Harris? I think both become interesting flex options. But for these purposes, specifically because they're going to be going up against the Cardinals in a game that I expect them to be trailing, I really think James White has the potential to be a guy in PPR leagues that you know, finally shows up again uh, and, and gives us some, like, consistent PPR performances. So, yeah, I think, I think I'm think i going to go with James White this week. Yeah, last week he had a pretty decent week with Rex going down. So, um, I think it's a good pick, man. It's a good pick. You, you, got, a, you got a solid guy there. I'm now, I'm a little concerned. I, I hope I didn't make a mistake. He's had, I know he's had a bad year, you know, injuries. He's had some personal issues with the loss of his father, I believe it was, right, earlier in the year. Um, so he's had some difficulties, but it does seem like things are, are, are falling into place for him right now. So um, maybe he's had a whole you know season to get you know revved up now. So we'll see how it plays out. Ahmed versus White, and we'll see who Josh puts. Let, let's just guess. What do you think Josh is going to do this week? Mm. Running back, wide receiver? All right. So, hmm. well, Greg Olson got injured, so he's probably <laughs> going to be like Jacob Hollister. You think so? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Might not be obvious enough. He might be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go with this uh, Devontae Adams guy. I think he's uh, going to have an okay week. No. What what he'll try and do is uh, he will try to get – and no, he's going to go with Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. And he's not going to listen to the podcast, so he's not going to know this. <laughs> so everybody later on Twitter when you see us post it and it's Gus Edwards, just remember what I said. <laughs> Gus Edwards is going to be Josh's pick. All right. Cool. Let's jump over to foul or no foul. The first one I have here for you, Adam. PJ Walker brought a big game out of DJ Moore. And it's clear that Teddy Bridgewater is who's holding DJ Moore back. Foul or no foul? <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's a foul, bud. I mean... I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is what's holding DJ Moore back. And honestly, I don't even think DJ Moore's being held back. I mean, he's been coming on, and this is one week. So, yeah, this week was great for him. But he had already been moving all in the right direction and, you know, basically getting back to essentially what we had drafted him as. So, yeah, I think for all intents and purposes, really all it was is just Robbie Anderson being way better than anybody expected. And then that, you know, balancing back out. So now they're going to be more like, you know, a Robert Woods, Cooper Cup kind of situation. All right, that's fine. I was trying to bait you in there, man. Trying to trying to get you to get, you know, say something crazy. All right, here's 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 one. Let's see how crazy you get here. With 14 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, the Eagles should seriously consider replacing Carson Wentz sooner rather than later. Foul or no foul? No foul. I honestly agree. I don't get the whole Carson Wentz thing. Like, really. We had Nick Foles win you guys a Super Bowl. We got rid of Nick Foles. 
brought in Wentz because Wentz was supposed to be this great kid. And it's like, I don't, you're not seeing it this year. I don't know if it's Doug Peterson. I don't know if it's Wentz. I don't know if it's just they've had too many injuries constantly all over that team all the time for the past two seasons. I don't know what it is, but it's broken, and I don't think it's going to get fixed this season. So what's crazy is that division is the biggest mess in the history of the NFL, and because of that, at 3-6-1, they're, they're leading their division. <laughs> so you have to keep running with Carson Wentz. You have to. You can't make that change now. You don't want to be the Dolphins because, you know, the Dolphins, for all intents and purposes, are winning in spite of their offense and then last week lose to the Broncos in a game they probably should have won because, you know, two was still learning. He's still developing. And ultimately, I don't think that they're going to want to make that move right now. So while Carson Wentz is going to struggle, I think that they're going to keep letting him struggle because they have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen so many bitter Eagles fans on the timeline last week. Like, come on, man. Like, I even seen them taking shots at Derek Carr just because they were so, you know, hurt about their quarterback. Listen, man, he just hasn't been having a good year. And I know, you know, Jalen Hurts is there. And so people, you know, people love Jalen Hurts. And so they want to see Jalen Hurts play. And that's not going to happen, like you said, just because of the, you know, the scenario that's unfolding here as far as this, you know, whacked out division and the records and potential for any of these teams to be in the playoffs and stuff. So, yeah, they're not going to. You know, and, and I, I believe they still like Carson Wentz. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really do believe that. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm with you. Like, there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out next year, so, you know, apparently. You know, like, there's supposed to be some pretty decent ones out there. And who knows who else will be free agents and all that kind of stuff. Like, and, and Jalen Hurts. Like, I mean, he's there. So they got to at least consider it. I mean, I know he's been sacked like 40 times, and that's not all his fault. And that's not helping the interception situation. And, you know, it, you know, you do feel like fantasy-wise, there's still guys that produce on this team, even though he's, you know, even though they're having such a rough go. Um, so maybe, you know, some people feel like, hey, there's other things to fix and it's not all Carson Wentz's fault. But, man, Jalen Hurts is sitting there. I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. And maybe that's what's making this even more, like, enticing to me. But I would love to see that. But I don't know. i just seen some bitter Eagles fans, you know, taking shots at Carr after the game. I know they were just hurt about their quarterback. So, you know, I wanted to bring it up. You know, I thought it was fair. The next one, Thanksgiving turkey is super overrated. Foul or no foul? I'm going to say foul. I, everybody does this. Everybody's like, turkey sucks. All these things suck. You can eat any of them any time of the year. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, fine. Do whatever you want for your Thanksgiving. But I like the tradition. I think turkey is good if you know how to make it. I mean, the last two years, my brother's smoked a turkey. That, to me, is the prime way to do it. Um, beer can turkey. If you've never had it, you, you cook a turkey. I'm not exactly sure the mechanics of it, but you cook it with a beer can in it. And I've eaten it. It's great. Um, fried turkey. I've had that one year. That was fantastic. So, like, there's things you can do. I don't think turkey just needs to be this bland thing. Um I think you've got to get like creative with it if you're bored with it, but I like the tradition of it. And honestly, you know, if you have to go one way, smoke a turkey. I mean, that to me is fantastic. It's the best way to do it. It smells amazing. The aroma, you know, just engulfs the whole place. And 
I, I don't know. To me, it just became kind of the spirit of the holiday too. Now it, it's awesome. Yeah, no, I definitely get the, the the spirit of the holiday for you. So I've never tried anything besides just oven turkey. Like I've never tried fried turkey or any of these kind of things. I know they're supposed to be amazing. So at yeah, some point, it's just stop being boring. You got to branch like, out. I mean, I mean, it's, the wife cooks are great. You know, it's not that. It's just okay. I, I thought I thought you were uh, no you were making this question insinuating. Something. No knocks on her. Thanksgiving dinner is fantastic, but I'm just curious, you know, some people don't like turkey that much. It is kind of a boring food, like it just is, but, you know, that's the whole point of all the stuff that you put around it, with it, kind of, you know, you got to put it all together. So, um, yeah, shout out to Thanksgiving turkey. It's not bad. It's not terrible. There's there's better ways and different things to use and, and eat, but uh, it's not too shabby, not too shabby. Last one, we talked about this group of teams a bunch of times today, but the NFC East should not be allowed to have a team in the playoffs, foul or no foul. <laughs> I mean, I I, I want to say no foul, but then the Bears would be in the playoffs right now, which shouldn't happen either. <laughs> so there's yeah, there's no good answer. I mean, it it's really it really just comes down to this: the NFC is is sad. The NFC West is phenomenal. Outside of that, I mean, the NFC South's all right. It's not bad. But the NFC North is just Green Bay, and the NFC East is just garbage. So, yeah, it's it's rough showing. I mean, it's, it's crazy, too, when the AFC right now just is producing so much talent. I mean, it it really is interesting. Um, I don't know. But, hey, I mean, uh, but yeah. you did say keep Turkey due to tradition. So we got to keep an AFC East team and do the tradition. Yeah, tradition. Good point. <laughs> That's how it's working here. You All know right, what? Man. While we're repping on the, or while we're beating up on the NFC East, I didn't want to point this out, which is you know, Philly plays Seattle this week, so more likely than not, they're going to fall the three seven and one, which means that probably well, either the winner of Dallas Washington or the Giants, if they win, they're both going to be four and seven, which means eleven games into the year. The leading team in the NFC East is going to be four and seven. That's wild. That that means at best they're going to go nine and seven. That means more likely than not, a, a division winner is going to be below five hundred this year. It's just crazy, man. Yeah, that's terrible. Ay, ay, ay. NFC East, get it together. Get it together. All right, let's close this bad boy out with a little bit of show and tell. Show and tell. If you're new to the show, this is where Adam and me and sometimes Josh, when he decides to show up, he would be our show and tell if he was here because he actually showed up. But this is where we, you know, we represent We show a product to you guys or a podcast or music or something that we're, you know, digging this week or, you know, some advice or whatever it is. For instance, I'll start off. Dave Chappelle dropped an 18 plus minute long video on his Instagram that I highly recommend you go watch. Of course, it's funny because that's what Dave Chappelle does. He's a comedian, but it's also just raw, has a good message. And so I highly encourage you to go see it. I don't know where else you can see it besides Instagram. I don't think you dropped it anywhere else. I mean, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or something at this point, but that's where I've seen it. It's valuable for everyone to see. I'm not going to provide much context on this because I just want you to go watch it and see what it's about. But major love to Dave Chappelle. I love the way that that guy has continued to carry himself through this game, through this industry, through this you know, crazy life that he's lived. And um, yeah, man, definitely go watch it. Adam, I, don't, I know you stay abreast on Dave Chappelle, but have you seen it yet? No, but uh, did you hear that today he uh, he got Netflix to remove the Chappelle show? Well, yeah, that's what that's part of what he was talking about in this video. Oh, that is what he was talking yeah. about. On it. Yeah. Okay, all so, right, yes. that makes sense. No, I I <laughs> did see you know the result of that, but I did not see the actual post itself. Yeah, so definitely go check it out. It's definitely worth watching. 
um, and that's my show and tell for the day. So that, that's what we do here. Adam, do you have anything to show or tell um, for the for the listeners today? Yeah. So, um, it, you know, it's a shoot off of podcasts that I already listened to, um, but it might be something that appeals to a more wide audience. Uh, comedian Tom Segura is now doing just kind of like a more straight, uh, it's still somewhat comical, but more like serious conversations uh, on a podcast called Tom Talks. Um, he did the first one, though, with, uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, slipping my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to bug the crap out of me now. I'm sorry. I, I totally have dropped the ball. Hopefully, Neil edits this out. I know he won't. No, I did the first episode with Tony Gonzalez. Thank you. God, man. I was like, it was on the tip of my tongue. I knew it started with a T. I was like, NFL player T. T Why can't I think of Tony Gonzalez's name? But it was fantastic. Um, I mean, to me, I always love listening to NFL players, especially after they're retired, talk about the game and, like, how they approached it and kind of give you that, like, rawness to what the sport actually is. And uh, it was real fun, real funny, and really interesting. So I highly recommend people check it out. Um, so yeah, Tom Talks. It's first episode, episode one, and it was with Tony Gonzalez. Dang, I didn't even know. I'm sorry, Tony, that I didn't remember your name for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Tom Talks, and it's a podcast? Yeah. I don't yeah, uh, see uh, it. I don't know why I don't see it. I mean, I know it's on YouTube right now. Oh, okay, least. it might not be on Apple. So I don't know. Like, that's where I watched it, so I don't know. For oh, I see, I see, I see. It's, it's actually, a podcast now it's actually well. under the Your Mom's House feed. That's what it is. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And he dropped one on Thursday with Andrew Yang. So yes. that's pretty cool. All right, yeah, I'll have to check. Andrew Yang's been um, getting around on podcasts recently, man. This dude, I love Andrew Yang, man. I know, not to get political, but I love how that dude gets involved in podcasts, man. Like, he knows what's up. He's in tune with the shit. Um, yeah, that's very cool. So I'll definitely have to check out that podcast. But uh yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Podcast, man. These people just continue to innovate and change the game. I haven't even listened to the uh Dave Chappelle episode with Joe Rogan. Have you listened to that? Oh yeah, with Donnell Rawlings. Was it good or yeah. Um so it, it's a podcast with Donnell Rawlings and then Dave Chappelle shows up in like true uh... Dave Chappelle fashion. Cause in, you know, fifteen hundred episodes, Joe Rogan has known Dave Chappelle the whole time. And Chappelle's never been on the show. Um, so it's just kind of ironic that he finally came on. But, yeah, I mean, they have some great conversations. Uh, I mean, you can obviously see, you know, it, it's it's interesting getting the two of them in a room together because they're actually very similar in a lot of ways. Like, they're both very philosophical-based in, in their kind of approach both to comedy and to life. Um, so it's very interesting, uh, some of the things that they were touching on. Um, but, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good podcast as well. I have to go check it out. I and I love Donnell always. I just I think that dude's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So that's all I have for show and tell. That's all you have for show and tell. Again, Josh is not here, so we're missing out on whatever amazing thing he had to show and tell. And of course, we encourage the listeners who are listening. If you have something cool that you want to share with us, that you want us to look into, a product, any, anything at all, just a quote, whatever it is, hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find Josh. I mean, you can find Josh sometimes on the podcast. You can always find him on Twitter at uh, JC Crocker. You can find Adam at the other FF guy, and you can find me at Clock Dodgers on Instagram, Twitter, all those good places. Free, feel free to hit us up, whether it's just 
you know, something for show and tell, whether it's, you know, you have a question, something you think we should use for file or no file, any, anything at all. Uh, even if it's just to hit us up and say, what's up? We appreciate the show. You like the show, you know, whatever you want to complain about one of us. We're here for all of it. So follow us, interact with us. We love that. Um, thank you as always. Any first time listeners today, hit subscribe. Make sure we see you next week. Big ups to all the longtime listeners. You guys have been holding it down for months, years, whatever it is. We appreciate you more than you can understand. We need some five-star reviews, Adam. We're currently sitting at like 108 reviews right now. There's plenty of people listening who have not left one yet. I would love to see you guys there. We read most of them on the air live. So if you say something funny or nice, whatever it is, we'll let the world hear it. Let them hear it, Adam. They're out there. They just haven't hit that little button for some reason. So hopefully they, um, they, they hit us up. But other than that, guys, as always, be kind, be great, keep dodging, and have a happy day.